Hey, Green Future Growers. Welcome to Season 4. I'm your host, Jackie Marie Beyer. I'm here to help you create, grow, and enjoy your own organic oasis. I hope you'll subscribe for free on iTunes or your favorite podcast app. And let's get growing. Welcome to the Green Organic Garden. It is Friday, March 4th, 2022 already. And I have an amazing guest on the line today that's going to solve uh, a problem I know a lot of us have. Um, she is the inventor of the Roomba and iRobot company. And now they have an amazing new um Roomba kind of like it's called the Turtle Weeding Robot. You know what? I'm just gonna let you tell everybody. So welcome to the show, Helen Greener. I'm delighted to be here. Well, go ahead and tell listeners about the Turtle Weeding Robot. Okay. Um, well, Turtle is an amazing gardening tool. Uh, it prevents weeds from growing in your vegetable garden. Um, Jackie mentioned that uh, I co-founded iRobot, the company that makes the Roomba. And this is like a little Roomba for your garden. You put it in your garden at the beginning of the season. Uh, so it lives in the garden. It runs on sunshine. And it, um, it, it does the weeding every day. And the way it does it, it's got these scrubbing wheels that keep the weeds from germinating. And then it has, if one dares pop up its little head, it's got a high-speed spinning weed whacker that's off with its head. Um, and I know a lot of folks are thinking, uh, my mom or my dad told me that you have to pull the weed by the root. And that is so true. Uh, you know, moms are always right. We know that. <laughs> Um, except if you get them really early. Uh, Cornell University studied this and they found it as effective as hand weeding. So it really is a whole new way to weed that a robot can do. Uh, you know, the thing is amazing. You don't even have to charge it. It's, um, you know, it's uh, feeding off the sunlight and it comes out periodically during the day. It's always running around and it keeps the weeds from ever growing. And I think with the new no dip, I mean, I think a lot of, you know, there's so much research out there about don't disrupt the soil web and, um, you know, uh, what's it called? Like chop and drop when you grow cover crops and you just, you know, slice the, you know, you want to keep those roots in there. So I think uh, listeners aren't going to struggle with that. And um, so let's back up a little, Helen. Why don't you tell listeners a little bit about your background? I mean, how amazing. Um, are you like an engineer? Like, tell us a little bit about yourself. Okay, well, I'll start a little earlier. I saw Star Wars when I was um, 10 years old, and I fell in love with one of the characters. And it wasn't Luke Skywalker, it wasn't Han Solo, it was R2D2. <laughs> uh, R2D2 is the little droid in Star Wars, and uh, he was more than. Um, he was more than a machine, right? And from that moment on, I wanted to build robots. And I went to MIT to learn how. And I learned a lot of great stuff and became an engineer, but they didn't really know how to build robots. So right after grad school, um, uh, me and two business partners started iRobot. And um, the most successful product we created was this Roomba, which is a home, uh, a home cleaning robot, a home vacuuming robot. And um, we've sold over 30 million of them to date. Uh, so it's been very successful and it saved people so much time. So they don't have to do um, the everyday sweeping and vacuuming. You still might have to pull out the big vacuum every, you know, every few weeks or so, but 
um, that everyday dirt that gets on the floor and the crumbs, it's, uh, it takes care of that. Um, Turtle, the weeding robot, is kind of taking that concept and putting it outside, putting it outside into the garden because one of the most tedious and aggravating tasks in a garden is doing the weeding. Um, even when uh, you know people put down mulch, mulch, um, you know, in uh, in in a month or so, you still have weeds popping their little their little heads up, and. Um, you know, it takes people just a, a, a lot of time. There's nothing worse than going to a garden and it's a weedy mess. It's not that Zen gardening experience. It really is, um, it, it really is something that, um, uh, you know, we believe it's the right way to get the weeding done. I feel like this is going to be such a game changer, like, especially like even on a commercial size, because like I said before, like, I think it's just really important to keep that, um, you know, soil web together and, and it will add like a living green mulch to your, well, my husband weeds, that's what he, he just like pulls them out and just leaves them there. So it, it <laughs> adds to his organic matter. And we had his soil tested last year, um, right before the spring, before he had added any compost or anything. And he was already at an 8.3, which I know you want to aim for like between an eight and a 10, I think. You know, and so he has really, and I, I think that leads to a lot of, I just think this is going to help people. And then, like you said, it, it can be like a tedious garden chore. And the other thing it makes me think of is like, a lot of people don't mind a little bit of weeding, but like, mm -hmm. if you go away for a week and you come back and like, it can really get away from you. And this is going to help with a lot of people, you know, that go on vacation or just, you know, like a lot of times I won't see the garden for five days in the summer, like. I just don't even get home in that daylight. And so, um, you know, when I'm working full time and just, but, and even in, that's in Montana where we have daylight, like really, really long days. There are right. plenty of days where I do not get to the garden. Um, so I think it's going to help with all those kind of things and it so, will reduce the use. Like people won't need to put pesticides or herbicides that for whatever reason they, well, don't, I, they think, I hope no, they don't, the weed and feed. I hope they don't do that in their vegetable gardens. I really hope they, <laughs> they don't put the, uh, uh, the herbicides in, in the, in, in the veggie garden because you're eating that food, right? It should, it should be a nice organic garden. I know, but you still, when you go to the group, when you go to the, you know, Home Depot or the hardware store, wherever you're buying your garden supplies. I know they, they sell it. They, they sell it. That doesn't mean you have to buy it. They don't, you don't so, have to buy it. <laughs> I just, I can't even understand that. Like they, I just, the smell like gives me the creep yeah. just walking. Anyway, yeah. Helen, like, but I, I, I didn't want to just jump in and say that, you know, just building on what you said with, you know, being at work all day when I was doing iRobot, I was so busy. I didn't even plant a vegetable garden during that time because I knew I would plant it and it would be a weedy jungle because I would, you know, I'd be on a trip or, um, you know, I'd get home late every night and I wouldn't have time to weed it. So, you know, although I don't mind doing a lot of work in my garden, anything that has to be done constantly or else it gets ahead of you is something that a robot is very, very suited to, to, to doing. I'm so ready for the robots. My husband and I were just talking about this yesterday because I listened to this one podcast and someone was like, everything is going to be like automated in five years. Like the robots are going to, and computers and, and automated technology, like once they start like doing this, they're going to be able to process things so much faster. They're going to be able to find these solutions 
Mm-hmm. I don't know if it'll really happen in five years, but I think it's coming. And personally, I can't wait. Like my mom and I had a huge argument about cars and self-driving cars. And I was like, wait, you're going to trust a human over a computer. Like I think computers, they're going to be so much safer. We're going to see less accidents. We won't have to worry about drunk driving. Like I, I, I can't wait myself, but anyway. But I, I do suggest people try out the robotic technology with Roombas and turtles in their garden, maybe a home drone and let it get perfected before you trust it with um, a very large vehicle with a lot of momentum that could actually hurt people. So I'm a big believer in let, let's get this technology into people's homes, into people's lives, but do it on a scale where, you know, if it, you know, you can pick it up and um, turn it off. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, of course, we're going to have testing, but I think we'll get there. Uh, we we will I, certainly get there. We'll certainly do, get there. Do you always start out asking, like, about your very first garden experience? Like, were you a kid? Were you an adult? Like, what did you grow? Who were you with? Well, um, uh, we had just moved out from New York City uh, to Long Island, um, Bayshore. And my parents, for the first time, had a garden that was about an acre. It was... Um, and my granddad was a farmer in Hungary, and he said, that's a lot of space. So he dug up a quarter of it and made a big vegetable garden. <laughs> um, and my first experiences and my first memories, of course, are popping tomatoes right off the vine into my mouth, picking peas and eating them fresh. Uh, you know, it was just a, a, a wonderful, delicious place to, to hang out. And I can't say I helped as much as I could have because my mom was very much into growing and uh, doing it. So I'd probably do a little bit, but uh, I do remember having to do some weeding and that was always made the experience less, um, you know, less joyful. <laughs> I know my mom always laughs because she couldn't get me in the garden for the life of me when I was a kid. And she's like, how did you end up with a garden podcast? <laughs> So do you have a garden now? Do you want to tell us about something that grew well this year? Um, well, um, my best crop this past year was uh, t- tomatoes. Um, uh, you know, I, I, I see uh, a lot of my own uh, vegetables. So um, I had a lot of tomatoes and I, I don't like killing plants. <laughs> so instead of getting rid of them, I put them all around my garden. I put them up uh, in my blueberries. I put them in my shrubs. I put them up my driveway. And it worked out so well. I like, I was very surprised that nothing ate them and nothing non-human ate them because certainly the humans, <laughs> um, you know, wherever we went in the garden would be, um, especially the cherry tomatoes, just popping them straight off the vine. That is awesome. And like, you didn't have to worry about like amending your soil or like doing a whole bunch of, um, you know, garden amendments, it sounds right. like, like if they were just growing everywhere. Well, I did have good soil at, in, in all my gardens. I, I do believe in keeping, uh, keep, keeping the soil well um, and uh, sure. tested every three years as is, you know, recommended. So how about something you're excited to try new and different next year? Um, it's really just more of the stuff that we really like to eat. I found, you know, I had a lot of the stuff that you know, we, we weren't using as much. Um, so more cucumbers, more peas, more peppers, uh, no more tomatoes that needed. I had all the tomatoes that I, that I could deal with. 
How about something that um, didn't work the way you thought it was going to? Any any challenges that uh, were a surprise? Well, funny, funny. I uh, I mixed up my um, melons and pumpkins, and uh, guess what? The ones that all grew successfully turned out to be all pumpkins. <laughs> I I don't know. Other people can probably tell, but I can't tell from the leaves. <laughs> so instead of having these delicious, uh, you know, melons for for dessert, we had uh, a lot of pumpkin and there's only so many jack-o'-lanterns you can make right there's like so many pumpkin pies you can have uh we find we didn't have uh uses for most of the pumpkins oh i'm gonna have to send you i have a really good recipe for pumpkin it's it's supposed to be made with a um like a zucchini or a squash but i always make it with pumpkin it's called chilean squash it's kind of like a pumpkin casserole. It's really good. Mm. Oh, it sounds delicious, but I want melons. <laughs> I want honeydews. I want watermelons. I want cantaloupes. <laughs> I can understand that. Uh, how about, well, this is a part of the show we call getting to the root of things already. What do you have like a least favorite activity to do in the garden? I imagine it's weeding. It's obviously weeding. <laughs> it's uh, uh, it is um, such a tedious and aggravating uh, task. So on the flip side, what's your favorite activity? Um, well, it's 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 eating the stuff right off the vine, right? Um, uh, you know, but I do like. I do like growing things, right? I do like seeing them come up. I do like taking care of them. Um, uh, you know, visiting the garden every day. Yeah, the, the best um, way to get a good crop is to visit it uh, and, you know, see what's going on all the time. How big is your place now? Is it just like a like a, a house with just like a regular backyard? Do you have deep beds or what? what like I'm just trying to visualize it. Um, I have a, uh, a a fairly large in-ground garden, um, which is behind these very large uh, deer and bunny fence, and then I've got um, raised bed uh, that um, you know I, I I you know I put in so we could have food yeah even closer to the um, driveway. What's the best advice you've ever received? I think on a broad scale, it's um, a, a stitch in time saves nine. Um, you know, when you're gardening, uh, if you catch problems early, they're so much easier to fix, whether it's a disease, you know, you take off a few leaves rather than get rid of the whole plant. Or uh, if it's, uh, you know, bugs, if you get rid of them early, it sometimes saves, saves you from having an infestation. And uh, turtle goes along well with this, because if you don't ever let those weeds go to seed in your garden, it's going to save you from having um, them in the weed bed for what, like the next nine years, <laughs> it'll be a problem for you uh, if you just have them always um, taken care of. And that's so true. I've always thought that's why my husband's so successful because he does get them up when they're just at the height that that Roomba or the turtle turtle is it uh, is gonna is gonna grab them. Like that's how he keeps his because um, he he grows like what I call the mini farm, which is I don't know like a third of an acre or something. Um, but to me, it's just overwhelming, and he's out there all <laughs> summer long just growing. I mean, I can skip the produce aisle pretty much from June through January anymore. 
he so needs some turtles <laughs> yeah uh how about uh a favorite tool like if you had to move and could only take one tool with you what could you not live without i imagine it's going to be your turtle it's always the turtle <laughs> It's total. It really is because, um, you know, I only got this um, a few years back. And before that, it's just so hard to keep up with uh, with the weeds. And, um, you know, I started putting them in. I put them in my blueberries last year. <laughs> um, and then I, I, uh, I even tried it on my gravel and, um, you know, because sometimes the weeds pop up and we, 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 we won't advertise yeah. it to people for that. But uh, I did an, a little A-B testing and I had where there was no turtle, I had weeds up to my shoulders, like literally up to my shoulders, and the turtle kept them down. But we can't really advertise it that because you could still see the leaf of the weeds um, because they had developed that root structure. So it kept them, you know, trimmed down to the gravel, but it didn't get rid of them entirely. So um, we really only advertise it for the vegetable garden. Although quite a few people have figured out that, hey, I can use this in my landscape bed, but you have to really look at the requirements. You have to really analyze your garden. Will it work in my garden? Do I have a slope that's too much? Do I have, um, a, you know, a terrain feature that it won't go over? Am I using really chunky mulch? Um, it won't work on that. But if you've got like, you know, compostable mulch, you won't even need mulch once you have the turtle in and you've got a bed that you can put an edge around, uh, turtle might just work. So you don't have to go out and weed your landscape bed during the year. So when I first saw this, one of the questions <clears throat> I thought was like, how does it know what's a weed and what's your plant? That you, like, how do you keep it from cutting your plants you do want to grow? <laughs> That's a really excellent question. Once a plant is about four inches tall, you don't have to worry about it at all um, because the robot has a, a sensing system, a redundant sensing system. So it can sense the plant with capacitive sensors, which actually senses the water in the plant and just go around it. And then it's got a backup sensor, uh, more of a bump sensor if it bumps into things. So it really does a very, very light touch around plants, but gardeners put in seeds, right? Um, so what we do is we've got these very, very um, easy to use metal gourds. You just, they're just pieces of wire. You just put them around the seeds. They come with the turtle. And if you've got a row of carrots or radishes, you know, something that you sprinkle the seeds in, uh, we have these metal row gourds you just put in. And it turns out it's a really excellent way to mark your plants and mark your rows and they come with the turtle. So you don't have to, um, uh, you don't have to be putting stakes in and stringing things up. You can just put these little uh, metal low gods and um, plant gods around your uh, around your crops. That is cool because I do have that problem when he's like, well, how do you know what's the plant and what's the yeah. weeds? Um, my other, like this other question that keeps going through my mind, I'm so curious, like from an engineer, like what are some of the challenges you had building this? And like, what are some of the things that you, obstacles that you really had to overcome to make it work? Especially like, there's a big difference, like you were saying between a carpet and a, you know, a Roomba going over the carpet as compared to like the dirt's not necessarily yeah. consistent and, and, you know, like wheels aren't going to go over. So what are some of the challenges? Right. Well, we've got some great engineers at Turtle and they overcame a lot of challenges um, designing the, these wheels. They have a camphor design. Uh, it, 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 um, they go over, you know, fairly rough terrain. Um, but I think the biggest challenge between outdoors and indoors is the 
um, the ruggedness, right? It has to be super duper rugged. Um, you know, there's, there's rain in your garden. Imagine the mud it has to go through, right? And, uh, you know, I got to tell you, they, you know, had the first ones up on a Kickstarter and some of them came back waterlogged. But through a few iterations of the design, now we that you can feel very confident leaving it in your garden all, um, all growing season. Uh, you should take them in during the winter when there's frost out. They probably su survive, right? But you really don't want to have snow and ice on, on them. You just put them in your garage for the winter and take them out again in the spring. I always thought with like a Roomba, like to me, it just seems like such a small, you know, thing. Like we have, we have to vacuum our carpet like several times a day because my husband's always bringing in firewood and like when he tracks <laughs> in the dirt from the garden and just, you know, so I always, I never thought that would work at our house, but this, it's not actually collecting anything, right? It's just chopping it and dropping it where it is. So that might exactly. work for us. Exactly, exactly. And, and, and in a way, that's why Turtle and Moomba are such a great team, right? You have a uh, Moomba indoors getting the dirt you track in from your garden <laughs> that uh, uh, when you're visiting your turtle. Um, but yeah, it, does, it doesn't have to pick up the stuff. And in fact, it's better not to pick it up. Like when we tell people we're building a weeding robot, the first thing they're imagining is a robot manipulator. And it's, you know, got these uh, vision and um, system and it, it finds the exact weed and it says, that's a weed and it pulls it out. And that, um, that's going to take many, many years to get there. Like that is something, and the cost would be so exorbitant that I don't think anyone would ever realistically have them in their vegetable garden. But we've invented a, uh, a robot-friendly way to, way to weed, and it actually works really well, right? It, preventing the weeds is the right way to not have weeds. And, you know, it's as you said, you chop them off, the nutrients that, from the seed, they go right back into the soil. You're not taking water. You're not taking nutrients out of your, uh, out of your garden. And it, it just works as a system. Some people ask, can I use it with, um, with mulch? And if you have a low compostable mulch, a lot of people around the country use it for water retention. Um, uh, I, I don't do it myself because when I use hay or mulch, I, I seem to get slugs. <laughs> um, but uh, a lot of places in the country, right, there's a, it, it's very dry and you need to have some mulch for water retention. As long as you've got, you know, not chunky mulch, compostable mulch in your garden, the, uh, the turtle will work right with that. Cool. Yeah, we're in a very dry place. So, Helen, what what about a favorite recipe? What do you like to cook or eat from the garden? <laughs> well, I'm not I'm not a very good cook. I have to admit, uh, I prefer eating the vegetables off the vine in a salad, the melons for dessert. But I did have lots and lots of tomatoes this year, um, so I made tomato sauce for the stuffed peppers uh, that I made with homegrown peppers uh, and chicken paprika. You know, I I guess it's showing that I'm half Hungarian. I think that's awesome. I love this story about your, you and your grandfather when you moved to Bayshore. How about a favorite internet resource? Where do you find yourself surfing on the web? Well, the university extensions, um, you know, from the land-grant universities offer just a wealth of growing information uh, for your local, you know, for your state. Um, it's University of Massachusetts in my area, but uh, the Cornell one is uh, very excellent. Um, 
and this is, um, you know, I, I, because they've done decades of research into growing in that specific uh, area, they do track, um, you know, the infestations that are coming through the, you know, the bugs and diseases and trying to try to get that information with a master gardening service out to, um, uh, out to the public. How about a favorite book you like to read? Got a book you can recommend? Um, well, uh, I, I've been um, the author wrote a book on uh, on, on foodscapes uh, growing all around your garden, which I think is um, quite unique. And I, I think that turtle will be enabling for, for for that because you know it's bad enough to weed your vegetable garden <laughs> to have to you know weed all around your landscape is uh, will be very tough. Um, uh, so she's making the case. A lot of people don't have room to put in a garden. If you're in a small area, you have to include the vegetables in your landscape, keep the whole thing organic, keep it all nutritious and delicious. Uh, and I think that's just a real wonderful concept for the, um, for, for the future. Um, instead of having all these lawns, just incorporate the, um, uh, you know, the, the vegetables and um, native uh, flat, uh, vegetation right into your, um, into your landscape. Hey, speaking of lawns, what about like dandelions? Like, could, would it go over a lawn and like get rid of dandelions for people? Um, yeah, if, if, uh, I mean, it, it won't get dandelions out of your lawn, which is where I think most people have the dandelion problem. Um, but if it starts to grow in your vegetable garden, it, it can, it'll take care of that. Um, and you can imagine in the future of robotic uh, lawn care system that goes, finds a dandelion and sprays a little, um, you know, vinegar or, you know, some organic material on it consistently. So it doesn't take out the lawn, but it could, um, uh, you know, well, help. really like the biggest thing is just if they could pick those yellow bloom blossoms because if you yeah. pick the yellow <laughs> blossom before it goes to seed you know that's the biggest challenge it's just when it goes to seed and spreads more but if if we could get um something that just you know cut those yellow blossoms off once they bloom that's your next project helen uh oh. well uh we're almost ready for my final question. And then before we tell listeners how to connect with you, is there anything we didn't talk about that you want to talk about or that you wanted to mention? Absolutely, because we're announcing something um, very exciting and very new. Um, uh, going beyond the weeding robot, we noticed that a lot of folks have other, you know, issues in their vegetable garden. Um, it's... Uh, I'm sorry, I'm gonna have to cut that bit. <laughs> um, no worries, it's super easy to edit. Like I said, I use GarageBand and it just, you know, it has yeah. the wavelengths there and it's not a problem at all. Go ahead and- Okay. Over. Uh, so we're announcing uh, the Turtle Garden Program and it is a customized fertilizer plan. Um, I was talking to um, friends who picked up gardening during COVID and, um, you know, they, a lot of them didn't even know that they needed to fertilize the vegetables are very, very heavy eaters. And you have to do something. I mean, if you're, um, if you're uh, experienced enough to have a compost heap, you know, obviously do that. 
Um, but you have to do something and putting fertilizers on can be intimidating going to that big wall in Home Depot and seeing all those fertilizers and some of them say organic, but you're not sure. Um, oh, our fertilizer program includes um, total organic fertilizer. So, you know, it's, it's all organic and it's customized to your garden. And the difference between this and any other fertilizer plan out there is that we actually give you a free soil test. And that free soil test, it's all addressed. You put it in the mail and uh, we get the data. Um, we send that right to your Turtle app, but we also customize uh, what fertilizers you need. And we send the right fertilizers at the right time, right to your door. So um, what we wanna do is geek out with the soil chemistry uh, and let people concentrate on growing their plants. Mm -hmm. And are they like things like fish emulsion and seaweed and that kind of stuff? Um, we're doing um, uh, uh, manure-based fertilizers, um, but we oh, also cool. have all the um, uh, blood meal, bone meal, um, uh, all, all the things you would need. And what we send people is going to depend on what they need. It's not going to be just, uh, oh, you get this, use it on your garden. Um, it's going to be customized specifically based on data from their garden. Um, oh, and you uh, yeah. are a master problem solver. Well, we do, th we do think that, you know, having stuff for the, um, you know, the two of the big issues are, are the weeding. But the other big issue is getting your soil right. And those are the two issues that we've, um, that we've taken on. We really want to make gardening easier for people. And then more people will garden. They'll get more productive gardens. And, you know, our um, audacious goal is to help with the um, pollution, you know, shipping in vegetables. They lose their nutrients as they you know, they have to be picked earlier and earlier to come from different countries. Uh, you don't get the vine ripe freshness, they lose their nutrients. There's a lot of pollution from the shipping. People put like three vegetables into a plastic bag and then uh, dispose of it. Um, there's so many things. If we can really promote that yard to table, uh, you know, even going beyond farm to table, but, you know, get, get it right from your backyard. When you want a salad, go pick the, the lettuce and tomatoes for your salad. That's the most nutritious way you can get, it, especially if you're in an organic garden. We need a book about you, Helen, um, to inspire kids to, you know, do the science, go to engineering school, look at these fun things that you can build and these problems you can tackle. I'm not even gonna ask my last question because that's basically what it comes down to. Your biggest, you know, audacious goal. I love that because it is so true. I mean, you know, that's my husband. And I like, we work on trying to be as local as we can. That's a big part of why he wants to grow all our own food. And, mm -hmm. you know, um, it's just you. Yeah. Right, so, so let's make it easier for people to do it. Let's make it so, um, Okay, you don't have time to do a garden? Well, what if the turtle can do the weeding for you? Um, you don't have time to study soil chemistry? Well, we'll take on that part of it, but you, the parts we're not gonna take on, we're not gonna take on planting, we're not gonna take on uh, you know, taking care of the plants, um, harvesting, those are things, why would we take that on? That's the really, really fun part of gardening. 
and like without a doubt, the key to my show is soil health. And um, I think that's great that you're talking about sending people the fertilizer at the right time. Like that was something I didn't realize. Like I always thought because we use compost, like if we put the compost in at the beginning of the year, that that was it. And I didn't realize until like now that I have my pot, I used to be like you, I was the organic eater. And now since I've had my podcast for so long, I've started growing a lot more food and my husband and and even my flowers and my husband's like, you need, you need to add something to your soil like at the time. <laughs> and I was like, I do like, it, it had never occurred to me. And now I, like, I always thought you just added it before you planted, but now right. I've learned that you do plant it. Like, you know, when it's time to bloom or when it's, you know, right. the foliage is growing and right. that you're using a like specific soil tests designed to help each because that's definitely a challenge right. people have and they don't realize what they're missing. They could be missing like some weird thing like boron that's going to make, or what was I reading the other day that I was thinking maybe this is going to finally solve my blueberry problem. And I actually have gypsum and mm-hmm. I think it was saying that gypsum might make it more acidic because right. my soil is not any, it's too alkaline or whatever. Well, anyway, it all starts out with that soil test, right? You, ca- you can't know what your soil is like by just looking at it. You have to get a test. So if you didn't know you have to have a test or you've been putting off doing that test because it's too hard and the results are too complicated, we really encourage people to come to turtle.com and check out what we can do for you. And they're expensive. The soil tests are like $50 by the time you like pay for your shipping and everything. And we're throwing um, it in for free every three years, which is what the universities recommend and the uh, the gardening sites recommend for uh, the, um, you know, for how often you do it. Awesome. Well, Helen, tell everybody your website and how do they learn more about the turtle weeding robot? Uh, it's www.turtle.com. That's T-E-R-T-I-L-L. You can follow us on um, Turtle Corporate. Instagram and YouTube and Turtle on Facebook. Awesome. Thank you so much for sharing with us today, Helen. You have a wonderful afternoon. Oh, thank you, Jackie. And have a wonderful growing season. Do you know someone who would benefit from the Organic Gardener podcast? If you like what you hear, we'd love it if you'd share the Organic Gardener podcast with a friend. Thanks again for listening. And remember, grow local.